all right all right we are here one more episode of the arts of being podcast aloha beautiful beings out there wow. welcome welcome i am thrilled for our next guest uh karen gibson she's a parent coach and educator and her mission is to help parents and their children to overcome limiting beliefs by healing their inner child. Wow. She recently shared her grief journey on social media as part of her healing process when her 90 years old mother lost her battle with uh, Alzheimer's in October 21, uh, 2021. I'm selfishly <laughs> invited her to come hear my podcast because I had uh, a loss last year, actually two losses last year, and I'll, I want to learn from her how she very, very, she went through this grieving process with such a grace that I want to learn from her. And she's also my very good friend. I saw her, she came here to Big Island. She visited me with her husband and one of her daughters. And I was so, so delighted and so grateful for her to come here and give me a big hug. She was here for 10 minutes and it just filled my heart with her presence. So Karen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am honored to be here. And yes, those 10 minutes just really lifted my soul as well it's amazing how such a short amount of time you know if you're in the right energy yeah. which is what i think helped me being in the right space mm -hmm. you know when you're going through a challenge yes. will help you through the healing process but thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share oh, you're welcome welcome so i we i lost my <laughs> my cat my baby mickey uh cat and it was uh, very hard for me because she, I don't have kids and my my two cats they were our kids right for the pet lovers out there you know one our pets become our our children and when Mickey passed he had a kidney failure and I was doing some giving some liquids. So I was inserting needles on him and putting an IV and um, doing this every day, like twice a day I was doing that. So I put needle and I have an IV and then I hydrated him. That alone triggered me. And I didn't know that, but it did trigger me. My brother, my one of my baby brothers who had passed away, uh, he had cystic fibrosis. And his entire life was us giving him medication through an IV. So I didn't know at the time, but the act of doing that was triggering me, my brother's passing. And when Mickey passed, and at some point, actually, I had a, uh, <laughs> a crisis of a, I got very, the vertigo came in. I remember that. Yes, it was really strong. And for three days, I think it was the whole weekend, yes, I couldn't give him the medication. And then the next week he passed. And I, I couldn't get out of the bed. I literally couldn't get out of bed, right? 
So this whole thing got really entangled. At some point, I didn't know what I was suffering. You know, it was, I was suffering with my vertigo. I couldn't get up. I was suffering with uh, one of my coach told me like, start talking to Mickey's soul Mm. because you're holding on. He wants to go and you're holding on and you're suffering because you're not letting him go. Right. So ask Mickey, what does he want? And talk to his soul. And then when I went to that level to talk to his soul and allow to hear his soul before he passed, I was talking to his soul. And I saw that like he was done. He came here and he had a mission and he was done. Right. And then the next week he was gone. But all of this trigger at some point, I didn't know what I was suffering about. Was his loss or was like all the, the, the feelings that brought up from all the losses that I had in the past, you know, my brother, my sister-in-law, my grandpa, like my best friend all came through. And I wanted to, to share what I was going through in my social media. And I couldn't, I was not strong enough to share. And then comes you (laughs) gracefully, so beautifully sharing your journey of your mother, nine years old, and her journey of going to the other side. And was like, oh my Lord, thank you for doing this because it helped me. Wow. So thank you, first of all. And how did you find that strength to share that every day you were sharing what you went through? How did you find this? Thanks, Patty. You know, I never thought of it. You said that you didn't feel strong enough. I don't think it has anything to do with strength. I think sometimes, you know, you listen to your soul. Maybe your soul says you're not ready to share, or maybe you want to keep it private. And Mm -hmm. and so don't associate it. You know, if if you're going through a loss right now, or I know people who have their parents in hospice, you know, maybe I know some people have lost their children, their pets. I really believe that it is all about changing our perception about death. And that's what helped me. It is not the end of life. It is the beginning of a transition. So when the nurses said, your mom is, we'll tell you when she's transitioning, I thought, wow, that's just a positive word for saying she's going to die at any moment. And it's very, it's something that you're never prepared for. You know, they say that, right? Do you, even if you know someone's dying of cancer or dying of Alzheimer's, I was wondering why am I not falling apart, right? And it does look like, oh, wow, she's, you know, graceful, like you said, she's sharing. But I think part of it was that I was literally numb. I was journeying a lot. I was questioning whether people would think, why is she doing this? Why is she, you know, towards the end, my mom's eyes were open, her her mouth was open. She looked like she was communicating, I think, to her siblings, maybe to my dad. And I would say, mommy, who do you see? Because her mom died when she was 16 and her dad died when she was nine. So at 16, she was raised by three brothers and then she had two sisters. It was like the Brady Bunch was the middle child. And then she gives birth to me, an only child. She had a hard time conceiving. And I think being an older mom, I think she was about 31. You know, you know what I just realized? I was 31 when I had um, Sabrina and then I was 38. I wasn't, they call it a geriatric mom, you know, think, oh my gosh, you're a senior citizen mom. (laughs) (laughs) But I think my parents might have prepared me 
for mm-hmm. this journey. I don't know. I've, I've learned to become very vulnerable. I recently wrote the gift of my failed suicide attempt, which is very raw. I just wrote it this past weekend. Someone wanted a chapter, Fanny Davis from um, Australia. She's doing the rise to power or something. And I thought, what do I write? supposed to be like a childhood, like trauma that you overcame. Uh And I thought death has been something that maybe resonated with me for some reason, because I looked back and at 30, Mm -hmm. I believed I was making the right decision, Patty. I was so at peace knowing that I'm going to end my life. And then I went back to why do people want to end their life when they have so much to offer, right? Mm -hmm. And your life cannot be defined by what you do, how much money you make, you know, if you got your dream house, how you raise your children or your pets, how you, I, I can just hear, you know, like when you were able to, when you stopped having to, right, you were, you, you suffered from vertical. So maybe part of you, I don't know if you like blamed yourself. We, we have a lot of guilt in instilled in us yes. as humans. Yes. And we, I think I struggled with, am I visiting her enough? You know, Sabrina spent hours but Waihua General only allowed us one one hour per day per person. But wow. we found out they were very lenient depending on who was working. So sometimes Sabrina would stay longer. And then Chelsea last week just cried and said, I should have visited grandma more. I wonder if she's upset. Ah. And I thought, wow. So we had to really, I had to hear it myself just because we didn't, right? Chelsea and I didn't spend as much time that doesn't mean we didn't love her. That doesn't mean she didn't feel that we didn't love her enough. Sure. So, so just so you know, people that don't know you, yes. Sabrina and Chelsea oh, are yeah, Sabrina your and Chelsea daughters. are my daughters. And Sabrina's the, the older um, one. Daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we all grieve differently. As you're losing someone, mm-hmm. someone might want to spend as much time with the their soon-to-be departed. Mm-hmm. And other people might not want to even spend anytime because you want to remember how they looked how they communicated you know how they were you know this is so interesting you're saying this people grieve differently and i totally agree because i saw how we grieve my brothers my brother like uh, my mom grief in one way my father grief in a different way and all my other siblings uh, we all grieve differently, right? But now what it's treating me, what you just said is like somebody wants to stay with them longer and somebody don't want to even see it anymore. They want to like, okay, now I, I want to remember how they used to be, right? When my grandmother passed away, my grandfather, during the funeral, the, the awakening, he was taking pictures of her in the cast. So the cast was open. She looked beautiful and like very peace. Like she almost like had a smile on her face, right? And had flowers like daisies. I think it was daisies all over her. And he would go like on top of a chair and start taking pictures of her. And people were looking at him like, that's weird. How do you want to take a picture of your wife dead? But what you just said is that Everybody grieves differently. And we have to respect how each other grieves. For him well, not, and not judge, that. right? Not judge. Because oh, I'm glad God. you mentioned that. When my bot, my mom just passed away, we, you know, the hospital asked, would you like to visit? Right. So we sat with her body. 
my older one did not understand why when we FaceTimed my cousin, whose mother was my mom's baby sister, she said, can I see body? You know, she's, and I, and Sabrina looked at her like me, why? And then she goes, oh, Auntie Masako, you know, my favorite auntie, she looks calm. And then we're talking and she goes, oh, one more time. She was at work at the time. She goes, one more time. Can I see Ma, uh, Masako's body one more time? And Sabrina, you can tell, was very uncomfortable. So I said, we all, like, you don't want to, um, you don't, you think it's like, I don't want to see grandma in, her, in the casket. So I was like your, your dad. I, I mean, I didn't go all over, but I thought I want to take a picture. She yes. looked so at peace. And that was my fear because I didn't want too much makeup. I didn't want, so I had a dream and she said, don't live in, tell them to try to copy the picture of me made up. And the person did it perfectly. Oh. Nothing that my mom would have done, but very light. And then you, you know that when you're dead, your, your whole skin is different. She had no wrinkles. I don't know what they did. Someone asked me, can you find out what the mortician did? I'm sure they <laughs> did some magic. <laughs> and I just thought when I see those pictures, it does not bring me um, sadness and mm -hmm. it's in her casket now. And that's when I realized some people might not want to view their loved one. Right. Yes. And then some people, and I didn't realize I told Sabrina to um, kiss her on the forehead before we left the hospital. And that's because I had to do that when I was 10 years old, I didn't want to do it. And I did this to my daughter and I didn't realize she did not want to do it. She, I think she said I could have probably felt her energy and I just said, it's okay, do it. And so she did it. And then later on, she shared mom. I, I didn't want to do that. And at that moment I thought, who was I, was she doing it for me? Because I needed that closure and say goodbye. Cause you, you can say goodbye yes. and send your love without even being in the room. Yes. Yes. And if yes. you're uncomfortable being in even in the room, right? I have an aunt, she doesn't even want to be in the church. She can be outside, but she can't be anywhere near the casket. Will you be judged if that's your loved one? And mm -hmm. that's your, you know, the wake is very symbolic. And that's when I realized we can't be judged. They, they forgot the um, newspaper wasn't notified. There was mishap with the, uh, the mortuary. And so we had probably less than, less than half. We expected, you know, we only had probably under 25. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, I ordered, you know, you go to, I ordered 80 bentos. What are we going to do? And then we think, then I went back in and I thought, it doesn't matter. Whoever's here is meant to be here. Ooh, I love and I think, that. I think if we navigate life, you lose your job, you lose an important person, whether physically or maybe a breakup, you immediately go to, how horrifying. How am I going to live without this person? Right? Yes. Even if it's a breakup or a physical yeah. death. Because a breakup, it's a loss. I was just talking to one yes. of my friends. A breakup is a loss. And my mom actually was the first one who told me when I had a terrible breakup. And and she told me, you need to mourn. I was like, he's not dead. What are you talking about? It's like, you need to mourn the end of something. You build this relationship for so long, you need to go through a mourning period. 
Wow, such wise words. And that's what we're doing with the pandemic. You know, it's like when, you know, mourning um, how we used to be able to walk freely and safely and not wear masks. Yeah. And these little ones are there. That's what they're going to be used to, right? If you're a toddler, you cannot even imagine a time when we didn't even have to, you know, like, did you take your COVID test? Did you get your vaccine? Those were words that were never uttered from anyone's mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I, I thank you for bringing that up that even a breakup, it's, you know, it's, it's a loss, right? So we need to mourn that and different people mourn different ways. Yes. Even with that as well. So how losing a job, it? right? Losing yes. a job, losing anything that is a loss. It could be, yes. uh, and you know, what I had a hard time doing is losing. I remember losing a watch. My, my uncle from Japan who had passed gave me this watch and I lost it. It was at Y. Kelly in the parking lot. And I thought, why am I attached? And that's mm -hmm. the question to ask yourself, mm -hmm. why are you attached yeah. to something that should not define your, your safety or your, right? If we yeah. emotionally, it's one thing to emotionally connect, but if you feel paralyzed with grief, allow yourself to mourn, like you said, but if it continues, and it mm -hmm. becomes detrimental to your normal routine, mm -hmm. that's when you know, like you said, something's triggering. Yeah, something's triggering. So I took a while. My first loss was when I was a young adult. I think I was 19, probably. But my best friend, he died in a car accident. And uh, I, I came home during a lunch break from work. And I came home to have uh, lunch. And my whole entire family already knew that he had passed because they called my mom because they were afraid how I was going to react because I was very, very close to him. So they all sat there. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> you know, I was like, let's eat. It's like, honey, we need to, we, we have something to tell you. And, and then she told me, and I immediately, I remember until today, like if it's really so clear, I was like, no, no. Denial. Denial, completely denial. I was like, no, let me call our other best friend. Cause we had like three people uh, that were very close. I'm like, no, no, let me call, let me call him. And I called the other uh, friend and I, he didn't answer. He didn't answer. You know, I was like, no, I just. And then I call and he's like, yeah, that happened. And I was numb, like you're saying, like I was numb. I will, even though I got a confirmation, I was still in denial. I didn't feel anything. I just went and lay down and all my family's like, oh, what is she going to do? They were really afraid of what like I was that. going to do, you know, because I was really close. And it took me a while to, to go through the grieving because I went through the denial phase. I went to his funeral and I remember until today, like leaning on his cast and his father was on the other side of his cast and he was leaning there and we are both talking, you know, like we put our elbows on the cast and we are both oh. talking about him, like, and just reminiscent things, you know, and and I was like, wow, he is, it wasn't an open cast. So I couldn't see him. I was like, he is right here, but I didn't see him as he was gone. For some reason, I still felt like he was alive. Like I went through a, a very long denial 
And I did get to the point that I lost a little bit of interest on life because Mm -hmm. my friends who are not friends with him, my my girlfriends, they were after a few months and they could see that I was still like in this really dark place. And I started talking some things. They're like, oh, if a car comes, it hit me. Oh, well. You know, so I started being like talking about reckless things that if it happened to me and my life would be gone, I wouldn't mind. So I lost that fight for life, it seems like. And then they saw that there was something dangerous and they yes. had an intervention and they got all of them came talk to my mom and they all came to my house and like, what's going on? Right. And I didn't realize that I was I had lost, I don't know, I don't know if it's faith. I lost my faith, first of all. I a hundred percent lost my faith. At that moment I said God does not exist. Because if a God is that's so normal. That is so normal because I think a lot of uh yeah because people say if there was a God, would God do this to me? Yes, that was my question. That was my question. Like God will never take his life. He is like the most beautiful being that I ever met did so many good things he was coming from a charity event let's start with that oh my god right? the guy who never put one one a drop of alcohol in his mouth he was a drunk driver came and hit him and he died like look how crazy it is right and like he was such a giving person like why it's like no if god exists he will he will never leave earth right and i lost so i went through this discovering for like I don't know for how long I first then I decided okay at some point you know I like let's search for God again <laughs> and I start going to so many different religions because I said oh um, I don't believe on um, and the God that Catholics yes tells me how it is right I was like it's gotta have another answer to death what is another answer to death and then I start going to different religions to figure out if they had a a reason why this person was gone now and it's a healthier perspective right I think you and I probably started the same um you know my uh, my dad was parents are from the Philippines my dad was an altar boy I was you know brought to the whole Catholicism not knowing that there were other options and then when you grow up, I realized, um, you know, I was, I don't know what I was thinking. I was going to baptize Sabrina, my oldest, as a Catholic. And I thought, oh my gosh, a lot of guilt. A lot. I wasn't, I wasn't married. You know, you have to, you know, bring her to church. I'm like, she's four days old, you know, no, you must bring her to church. And I thought I am tired. I'm not, you know, and then I thought I told, I remember saying, daddy, I am like embarrassed to even be associated with, <laughs> with being a Catholic, nothing against Catholics, but you just get so like, what's going on? Why, why should I? Why am I, you know, it's it's a very uh, guilt ridden, um, very based on guilt. And so even Sabrina said she has that. And then I felt guilty for sending them to a Christian um, school for many years. So that guilt was already in me, you know, and then Mm -hmm. I had to realize she said, but mom, we learn like after school, we learn through life's experiences. So don't feel guilty because, um, right, no matter what, I mean, it's like people who go to maybe because they come from cults and then right? They realize, okay, yes. but yeah. it's not anyone's fault. No. So I love how you um, 
you shared that because we do believe, right, that if you were good and you led a, a very um, respectful life, well, God wouldn't do that. Yes. My friend lost her daughter at eight weeks old, DUI, on their uh -huh. anniversary, on the, the mm -hmm. husband's and and she had to learn how to walk again they both survived but very traumatizing and she said she didn't believe she yeah. stopped believing in god and then so. she had her she was happy that her father-in-law had baptized her eight-week-old baby so see the belief system then i'm thinking if she had it then do you feel guilty you yeah. were in a coma or you weren't able to but that guilt i think we have to question everyone's belief system and like you said respect it but also which one gives you more peace yes yes because i that's beautiful because that's what i was in search when i went and, and went through so many different um religions i was looking for that i was yes. looking for something that would make sense in my head yeah and then that would bring that peace inside of my heart because I was still like fighting, right? I was still fighting. I was still angry. I was still like not understanding why he left this, why he left me. Oh, talk about abandonment. I felt that he left me. Yeah, well, because you don't understand, right? It's like, yes. how could, like, can you imagine losing an eight week old or losing your mother when you're six years old and you think, but you do really believe at the time that it happened to you, mm -hmm. not realizing now I believe everyone has a journey. Your journey might be, leaving at eight weeks old. Maybe yes. your journey is to teach your parents how to deal with loss. Yes. Maybe there's a rainbow baby. My niece um, got pregnant, right? Right after losing her son. She doesn't, you know, she still thinks about the son that she lost, but losses, I think, you know what, what I think it helps is to embrace death and to change a perception of, it isn't a loss, it's an opportunity to experience death in a different way. I've been doing these meditations and I believe that you can communicate with the afterlife. And I did this meditation with Maldivite. It was in the bathtub. I got Maldivite salts and Sabrina and I both had the same experience where we saw my mom and dad. Well, tell me about that. Wait, yeah, tell they, me about that. Yeah. So they, I mean, they were dressed differently, but one was on my right. And guess what? Sabrina hmm. also had my mom on her right. It was very weird. But my worry was, right, of course. Can you guide me? Can you protect my children? Can you? And they were like, stop worrying. Oh. It's trust in their journey, but most of all, trust in my journey. And that is the hardest thing because we compare, we judge, we um, we wonder. My whole thing I realize is feeling incompetent, mm -hmm. wondering my worth. And really, that's why I think that healing the inner child if no one knows, you know, who's watching this, what, who is the inner child? It's that little boy or girl within you that has all of these hurts and wounds because you did not even know, right? Your brain wasn't developed fully as you're growing. So then you transform it into adult with these inner child wounds. So when I was, um, it was such a peaceful thing. I don't know if you're supposed to, actually, you were supposed to do it in a bath because they were Moldavite, like bath salts, but... So Very, tell me, so you go in the bathtub, explain to me how is the, the ritual? They're, yeah, they're, they're Moldavite bath salts. I got them in this crystal shop in um, Kailua because Moldavite itself is supposed to help you like connect to the afterlife or it, it comes from Czechoslovakia. It's supposed to be like a 
something from the the universe that falls i forgot what that right it's it's okay. actually from from the outer space and i just thought this sounds so weird but let me listen to this meditation and i found one on youtube there's so many how to connect with your deceased souls or how to connect and i it was the most peaceful experience and what was shocking is my daughter also sabrina also did it and chelsea said i'm gonna wait to to use the special sauce <laughs> maybe it's it could be like i don't know or i want to save it i want to save it until i'm ready oh my so I, I let that go but mm -hmm. i think however you choose it is a choice to see grieving as a continuing process like mm -hmm. i know you lost your brother many years ago right yeah mm -hmm. And other people like Thomas lost his dad when he was 20. He's going to turn 50 this year. Wow. My husband, my husband, Thomas lost his dad, found his dad in the yard who had passed. At 20 years old. He was 20. Wow. His dad was in his 60s. Bugs were coming out of his mouth already. So you know that he had and he had just talked to him hours before that after he came home, they were going to do yard work together. He found out it was a sudden either a heart attack or stroke that he didn't suffer. He literally just fell. But um, at 20, you know, we were talking about our youngest will turn 20. Yeah. And it's just, I think it, you know, because now sometimes I look at people and oh, wow, they still have their mom and they're 60 or they're older than me. And then you figure, you know, right? Because I'm sure, do you do that? Like, why couldn't my, my loved one, why couldn't Mickey, why couldn't fill in the blank live just a little bit longer? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. But then we're not in the now, you know, we're in the regret, mm -hmm. which we cannot, we can't redo. Mm -hmm. So do you, you decided, how do you go about like, because you're sharing the social media, right? You share yes. uh, how you were grieving. And that for me, it really helps me. And then of course, people can say, oh, you know, everything is fine. You know, she's breathing. Uh, she's not feeling any pain. You know, I'm sure you went through ups and downs, but you just allow yourself to go through those ups and downs. Like how, how did you go through that pain? You know, it is embracing feelings and not judging them because I noticed some of my, uh, I know some people, I don't want to cry. So I don't watch sad movies. I don't want to see. And so uh, soon after that, Thomas and I chose this movie and it was this man going through a hospice with his wife who had to tell her two young children that she was dying. And I was like, isn't this a great movie? And he looks at me and I oh. said, I love movies who just tug at my soul. And especially if they're relevant, I'm like that. And I think it helps to heal. It sounds weird, you know, seeing a movie about death right after you experience death. But huh. I needed to change that perception. And I was reading, I've been reading about like the grief process from my dad. My dad died in 2016. So I think I was preparing but the moment I had that call, Patty, where your mom passed at 640 and you know what? I didn't hear my phone ring. So for, first I was very angry that they kept calling and I didn't hear it. My oh. phone was with me. My phone was with me and I didn't hear it. Uh -huh. And the volume was on, but, and I, I don't know what happened. I, and I had to let that go. And as I was driving, guess what? I was planning your funeral. I forgot we were going to cremate her. And I said, I have to find the, um, the pawbearers and I don't know what kind of food we have to do the the um, collage and Sabrina goes mom stop wow she wow. just 
focus diet and you're going into planning a do mode. mode a do mode do 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 so we don't feel right how many times and you know me i am yeah. always about planning and goal setting and i thought i am doing this and my mom just died less than 30 minutes ago but it's very easy for us to do that we go into a doing mode and then we don't allow our feeling mode right we don't embrace our feelings because we are in a doing the moment that we take a break from that doing mode let me do 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 this 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 that and we allow to be in the present with our feelings then we can start healing for and anything. that's what your podcast, right? The Art of Being. I just yeah. love that title because when we, all of us were around her, right? And mm -hmm. then um, we knew she had passed, but we started sharing memories. And we had this blanket that had a photo collage of different moments, different people. And we started talking, remember that happened? And then remember, and then the nurse came in and said, I can tell that your mom did died, died in peace, very calm. Mm -hmm. And they had to pronounce the, the, the time of death just in case the other person wasn't certified, which we thought was really weird because we know she yeah. died at, you know, whatever time, but I guess for medical purposes for, rec you know, recording, but we all sat around her and I think we gave ourselves permission to just be, you know, I wasn't, you know, at the moment when I look back, I don't think I cried because I think maybe I felt her energy. Now that I look back, you know, I've been reading and watching videos where your energy does not die. Your physical being dies. And that brought me so much comfort. Like Mickey's oh. energy is still around you. When you just picture your, your best friend's energy, they might've physically died, you know, when you were 19, but knowing that you have these the tribe of guardian angels around you and i said you know what we're going to be fine we are going to be fine because grandma is with us so i tell my daughters talk to grandma and if you right if you're stressed mm -hmm. know that grandma and papa are right beside you right there yeah you know right beside you and you don't need to have them physically in your life to enjoy their presence i think that's that's the misconception that when someone dies you just think how horrifying i'm never going to see them again but wouldn't you rather feel them i told her in a way it's even better because they are all, not that you 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 know wish them dead but you always have them around you you don't have to visit them yes yes i agree with you and that but it took me a while to understand that what you're talking about that yes. concept it did not it was not it's not taught to us right <laughs> Great it now. is definitely not taught. I mean, we uh, cry hysterically when we're told, you know, someone is at stage four cancer. Someone yes. is, you know. Yeah. So I, I, it took me a while, many years in my life to start to connect with to the loved ones that had passed and really connect, you know. And I remember the one of meditation that I did not long ago, maybe three years ago, that it was a deep, I was doing a, a retreat, you know, and one of this meditation, I was able to see my guides and see all of them. I saw my brother, I saw my best friend, I saw my cousin, which for me, he's my twin soul, uh, my cousin, and then my grandpa and my, uh, my grandma, I saw all of them around me. I was like, oh my God, they're here. You know, they're right here next to me. And uh, it was such a beautiful thing. And then I, I felt my 
my feet, one of my foot, actually my left foot, my brother was touching my foot. I felt the sensation on my foot because he used to love doing massage on the feet. Oh my gosh. You know? And then I felt like this is, I went like in and out of the meditation, like, whoa, this is weird. I'm feeling him. Like, wait, wait. <laughs> is this really happening? Am I imagining it, right? Sometimes you think when I was in the bathroom, I'm like, am I imagining it? Because they're telling me to look and then is my imagination. But yes. I think don't mistrust it. And I know people have different um, belief systems, but I think you can, I have a five-year-old, um, grandma is Buddhist and fa and the grandpa is Christian. He goes, can I believe in both? You know, and we're taught just to follow one religion and they're saying, yes, you can believe multiple religions, right? Some people have a, a grandma who's Jewish and a mother who's, uh, right? Yes. Catholic and Jewish. And you think, no, this can't happen. But I think that's the misconception that we can combine beliefs and we yes. can like what whatever brings us peace because that's the ultimate goal you know to just yeah. live with that peaceful energy so that we're not frazzled and um you know when you get into that space like i don't think i can do this anymore <laughs> which yes. i which i do sometimes like <laughs> during the day you're like ah this is so stressful and then like you said deep breathing and just being i love that i love that um tell me one thing because i was what is something i think was this uh your friend deslin uh our friend but she's very good friend with yours she was talking about things that you shouldn't tell people oh when they when you just hear that somebody lost somebody like what is something that we should avoid telling people like oh i feel for you or what is that we it's, should they're no saying? longer in pain you know it's a good thing that she died she's no longer in pain i think oh, if someone that. loses if you have a miscarriage and they say well it wasn't meant to be you know it's, it's actually a blessing when you tell someone that their loved one dying is a blessing my friend said that she would have had her mom with her suffering than dead but mm -hmm. i think we don't know what to say so mm -hmm. people say that I had a friend who said, you know, when you see swollen hands and feet, just know that she's going to die at any moment. And she kept she kept um, texting me that are her feet swelling, are her hands um, swelling? And I thought it, it just bothered me and really, really close friend. And I thought I know that we've traveled similar journeys. She lost her mom the same way to Alzheimer's. But I thought I know she means well, but it was almost like saying, is she going to die now? watch she might die now she might die now and i thought right now i i wasn't ready to look for signs i just wanted to yeah. be with my mother and you know those those last few hours i remember with my dad right you don't know they turn the monitors around so you're not looking at the you know the numbers to the see numbers, is, yes. close? is she breathing you just want to just be so i think the words might be um you know i'm here just to let you know that I'm here. I had a lot of people, you might not want to talk and that's all right. Just know that I'm here and call me, you know, whenever you need to. I've had people just checking in. Are you okay? And I thought how nice, you don't have to answer. I thought how nice to know that they're thinking of me, but I don't have the responsibility to, to reply answer back. back. Oh my gosh. Because when you have, you know what happens, right? Right when you find, and I, Sabrina goes, you just posted it that she died and, and then notification 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 i said you know i am it's healing for me maybe to just say she passed yes some people say um yeah i i didn't want to say but she passed three days ago you know i lost you know like how you, you with mickey and i thought yes. maybe it's 
it was part of my personal healing that my journey has shifted. Yes. Physical being is no longer here, but now, like today, I was telling you earlier before we went live that today marks the three month mark. And I thought it wasn't an accident that you asked me to do this. I've never been on a podcast talking about grief. It's normally, you know, what do you tell parents or what do you, you know, all this, right? The emotional quotient thing. And I thought this was meant to be because I think, you know, I just realized now we have to prepare children. Yes. For the death of their loved ones, because my mom was nine when she lost one parent and 16. Wow. My mom had to go to the camp when she found out her parent died. Wow. The other parent said, you're still going to go on the school trip. And I'm thinking she probably had five other six kids. You probably mm -hmm. say, you know what? Um, yeah, I need you to go because I, you know, and so what are you taught? What are you taught? You're taught you need to do what you're supposed to do that to-do yes. list yes. Maybe that's why i went there yes what do i true. need to do i needed to because i was taught write your to-do list make sure you have things in order cross off you are not accomplished until you cross things off so if i make a to-do list yesterday i didn't cross off one thing okay rewire rewire right nlp it it's okay it does not define my worth yeah. it's okay to leave things incomplete yes it's okay to cry amen to that it's okay not to accept give yourself permission you might take a while right with mickey you took a while and it's an ongoing process that's what destin yes. has taught me it's ongoing it can be 10 years yeah. it can be 20 years and then all of a sudden a song like sukiyaki mm -hmm. played and i thought oh my gosh this is a song i played with my mom you know uh -huh. wow i love the uh, what what not to do and what to do one one of our friends have somebody in their life that passed so i'm definitely gonna uh, put that on the on the show notes because <clears throat> i think that's very important we don't know what to say when something I'm so sorry for your loss. That's that's what I think about, right? Well, that's a tra yeah, that's a traditional phrase. Um, and I think I didn't know what to say to my my auntie when my cousin died. He was 50, and I was having so much anxiety going down the line, right? Catholic service, and my friend said, "Just hug her." So I did that. No words, you know me. I'm filled with words. I just hugged her, and she said, "He shouldn't have died. It's not right that a child die before their parents." And I said, I know auntie. And I just hugged her. And then I went on and I thought, wow, I didn't have to have, you don't have to have the perfect words. You don't need to have perfect, but there are some words that send not a hug, Yes, send a hug emoji. Send a, you know, that's the thing with cell phones now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Don't tell people, oh, I'm glad now he's not suffering or she's not suffering more. And that's just me. Yeah, that's, that's just not me. That's not a no-no. That's a no-no. Yeah. <laughs> Help and somebody. you know maybe someone else might be you know that's just that's just personal but i know that yeah. with other people they because what you're saying is you know aren't you glad they're dead they're not suffering and you think right in in essence you're saying true true right wow wow thank you so much karen for being with him so if people wanted to connect with you because you have so many things that you can talk about that your experience, you know, we just talked one little piece of what you can share with people. <laughs> you have so much that you can share with people, but if somebody is going through a grieving process and if they want to just talk to you a little bit more, or if they want to talk about 
you know, what is this inner child that we can all heal? How do people connect with you? What is the best way to reach out to you? I think to personally reach out, Karen at lettinggowithaloha.com. But I'm on all platforms, same name, Letting Go With Aloha TikTok, Letting Go With Aloha Instagram, you know, Letting Go With Aloha YouTube channel. So let letting go is my message. And yes, reach out to me because I, I think my mission is to share it and just help help heal. So Karen at lettinggowithaloha.com. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Patty. Oh, thank you so much for being here with me today. I truly appreciate you sharing your story because I believe the more we share, the more we heal. And And the more we care. Yes, I love that sharing is caring. And I think when we feel cared for, guess what? We're healing. So thank you. And for you beautiful listeners out there, if you resonated with me and want to have a conversation, head over my website at www.pettyhoyt.com. It's P-A-T-I-H-O-Y-T.com and send me a message. Go follow me on the Instagram at Coach Patty. And until we meet again, remember, be the light and feel empowered. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you.